I've hit record, so we're just recording. And uh, we're not going to play a Walter's intro. We're not going to do all the other fancy fluff. This is a pure spring podcast. Josh, how you doing? I am Darren. All right. Well, we would like to. I've even forgot my own, but at this point, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of the lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Beautiful. Um, we've got a Discord. We would love everyone to chat in. We're going to, hopefully, there's some draft chat going on. Um, you can leave us voicemails, I think, via direct message on Discord these days, or also at anchor.fm slash hoodpod. And um, I don't even think I mentioned the email anymore, so that's old school. But yeah, p- primarily, we'd love people in Discord. We'd love people who can chat along with current events and as news breaks. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you can leave us some voicemails sometimes if you want, either via Discord direct message to my account, uh, Garlic Johnson, or anchor.fm slash hood pod segment start times will maybe be down in the description below uh we'll see if i put in that much effort today and thank you at levi oki for all the beautiful illustration that uh people can see whether it's in discord or wherever else josh i'll ask you again ha yeah darn darn all right, well, I'm happy to hear you're Dern. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, well, for I mean, well, let's break the fourth wall just a little bit here. Fans of the show may or may not know, but um, our friendship is completely fake and fabricated just for our on-air personas. And so I have no idea what you've been up to for the past, uh, I don't know, what, four months since we've last been on air. So let's just, you know, since I don't know what you've been up to because we don't talk because we're fake friends, um, what have you been up to the past four months? Let the fans know. Yeah, so I appreciate it, Ganlick. Uh, um, and so, um, see, I already forgot your real name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually just thinking about that. I was like, huh, I think the last time I spoke to Garlic was actually at the Super Bowl party in February. And then I looked at the calendar and I was like, that was just yesterday, right? <laughs> and uh, nope. But uh, yeah, I mean, haven't usually we have some communication on Xbox, but there hasn't been a lot of gaming going on, um, at least multiplayer gaming. Um, you know, got Asher. He's still around. And almost had to ship him off to boot camp uh, or some sort of behavioral modification um, therapy sessions because I saw Jesus. him with a soccer ball. Oh no! Yeah, and, and I just I need we need to nix that real early. Uh, so, like any good father uh, would do, I pulled out the steak knife and I just went up to it and I just stabbed it. And I hung it up. I took the knife with the soccer ball still impaled, and I hung it above his bed so he knows. Um, aside from that, you know, he's he's doing well. He's getting this whole walking thing down. And and I had a proud parent moment when I picked him up from daycare, and I got an incident report. Um, and the the lady said that he's uh, he's doing better, but now that he's walking, he's starting to when like if, if somebody's in his way, he'll just stiff arm him. And I, you know. I had to brush a tear away and go, that's my boy. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, obviously I was just giving you a little rib because I was reflecting on that today as well. It's like, dang, me and Josh, like it's probably good because you and I interact so much during the football season that we take a little reprieve. But I agree there has been like zero gaming and like a group setting or even just you and I playing stuff together. Um, so we really haven't connected too much. When I texted you last week, I was like, I don't feel like I should just go straight into business with Josh, but... You know, I guess it was like, hey, man, you want to make a podcast? It's The draft is technically next week. So I almost feel like it snuck up on me a bit. I don't know. How about you? Do you feel like the this late winter? I mean, there's still I can still see snow on the ground outside my window. I don't know what it's like down there in Big Lake, but it's like I feel like the draft almost snuck up on me. How do you feel about the time between football season and now? 
I yeah, I do feel like it snuck up a little bit. There was a little bit of a kind of refresh, uh, refresh when it, um, free agency started, and then for the um, thirteen seconds that I was excited for it, I remembered I was a Packers fan. So then oh, I just kind of no. went, eh, "It's another day." Um, but then, um, yeah, not a yeah. It's been it. It seems to have snuck up. Not a whole lot of news going on. I mean, obviously there's some off-field things going on with different things. Some movement to players. Free agency happened. New coaches, but. But focused mo- mainly on you know the real life, real world. Uh, obviously, working on the basement, um, we've got that shelled out pretty nice. Just gonna hang up some drywall here. Um, whenever, whenever Bob comes over to help with that. Um, softball starts in a couple weeks, couple days, I should say. I almost said weeks. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta give a shout out to Brad since he is our captain, old captain of the uh, co-ed league uh, that Nikita and I have joined. Um, I'm just extremely thankful that he, when he uh, tried to ring us in, he said games start at four, go until like nine. So ho- we'll hopefully get a lot of early games. Uh, that's not the case. I believe Dakita looked at the first half of the schedule since they only release one half at a time. And we have all late games um, except for one week. And um, I was observant to realize that Brad signed us up for the competitive league, not the rec league. So it's going to be, I told him, I told him to basically just, Get ready to get bent over. It's going to be 15 runs because these are tournament teams, and it's going to be 15 runs every single week, and we're going to maybe hit get one or two, and it's going to be a blast. I mean, as long as you know what you're getting into, as long as you're a fully consenting adult, it feels like everything's going to be okay. Um, but no, that's that's fun, and I'm glad to hear you guys are getting back. You know, the, some of the hood is starting to reintegrate. Speaking of, um, this will maybe be a test. I guess a couple, some people know, some people don't. Um, but I am moving back to the hood, so that'll be coming up. Um, I think Jesse Jesse knows because I just happened to see him. Josh, you're finding out right now. Bradley would not know until right now. So we'll see if Bradley listens to this or not. Um, that'll be a friendship test, Bradley. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm coming back to the hood. I won't be joining the softball league, but... Um, oh, well, okay. I just just started your invite. I was finally able to handle crayons again. And you go ahead and break <laughs> that news. And now I have to put the crayons away. Um, <laughs> no, I, you mentioned it last time we spoke. Uh, I mean, I've been I made trying. It's, the, it's been in the works. It's for been sure, a sorry. long process. It's yeah. been a long process. It sounds like. So does that mean the ranch has to get that confangled internet again? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, that's. Uh, I'll be down there either this weekend or next weekend, and I'll just call up Comcast. There's literally a router in the house. I don't think it'll be a big ordeal, but I'll probably also upgrade the internet. So we'll see what all it entails. But yeah, we're gonna. He's gonna have to have the internet again. Yeah. All right, should we actually get to the podcast now, or do you just want to do you just want to catch up for a good thirty minutes? I mean, I I would enjoy that. Yeah, I don't know I think, if the fans would, but I think I think that would be a great maybe integrate some like maybe if we do like a thirty minute catch up and then like a thirty minute podcast and then we like cut and splice pieces of the actual content into our catch up. There we go. Speaking of catch up, that's like Asher's favorite food. Really big uh, big sugar tomato guy. Yep. Yep. No. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess that's all right. That's kind of what I lived off up when I was growing up. Um, I guess at least anything else cool, like purple, easy squeeze, like bottles, you're just getting them straight Heinz red, tried and true. Uh, Well, yeah, Heinz red, but you know, we find some that's been on the shelf for a little bit longer and it's green, I guess. (laughs) Adds, adds some character to them. Um, to answer the question of, is there anything else new with me? Not really. I mean, again, like I've been. 
like I've, I've been it's been nice to have this little break but also you know i i just continue to you know realize like everyone is just you know everyone's keeps getting a little bit older and families are starting and almost everyone from the hood is either settling down or settled down at this point so it's just like you know everyone's more and more doing their own thing and so it's just obviously eventually the quote-unquote good old days are going to end eventually but um i'm just a bit, a bit aware of it now but in the downtime um but uh you know it's uh it'll be exciting to be back in the hood and maybe that'll re reinvigorate some of the juices of us playing cod together or doing whatever together um, yeah, well, according to my doctor, I will always have the IQ of a 10-year-old, so brother. I will always be in the old days. Shout out. All right. Uh, but no, nothing else new other than moving I've been, like I said, working on for a bit, and so that's uh, it's going to capture my month of May for sure, a little back and forth, move, clean the apartment, all the, all the bullshit, but... Um, yeah, that's, that's the irons I got in the fire right now. Let's move on here, Josh. What's our, what's our first bit that we've left in for the second year in a row? Actually, I believe this is this is the third year. Uh, this is our um, annual reminder that we once had a segment that was titled "The Walters's Comedy Bit." Um, the real comedy came when we decided uh, that that bit lasted long enough after just one episode. Um, it's our annual time to reflect on that mistake. Um, it's been ninety episodes, um, and and since then, I feel like we've grown as a podcast to understand that anything that starts off with Walters's should not be a segment. Um, oh, that's tough. It's tough for old yeah, Rye We still love them. We still love them. Um, but yeah, then moving on, we've got some legal obligations to an organization known as the Skybusters. Uh, Gar, do you want to take this away, or did I just do enough of the mention of Skybusters? Um, no, I, I would just so. want to reemphasize. I mean, I, I would reemphasize two things. One, I do feel legally obligated to mention the Skybusters has sponsored the Fantasy Zone in the past. We took the Fantasy Zone away last year, so the Skybusters were sponsoring the Hoodlines. I will say, Josh, not to you know air dirty laundry on the air, but I will say the Skybusters have not re-upped their sponsors of the podcast so you know i think i'll give him a couple more um give him a couple more mentions and then you know he's just gonna you're gonna have to play hardball or, or stop mentioning the name you know but for now i do feel legally obligated to mention uh, the beautiful skybusters who have historically sponsored the fantasy zone and um who may continue to sponsor a future segment or may uh you know go the way of old yeller you never know um, we'll move on, Josh. A little free agency. I know last year we had recorded some thoughts. This year we did not put in that effort. And again, I think I was just enjoying my peace and quiet there for a little bit. But um, we don't have like any pre-recorded thoughts on free agency. So without looking back at what we hope was going to happen, let's just look back now. We're already a month past it. Um, you know, any notable things in free agency for you? And because we care about the Packers and the Vikings, let's start with you and the Packers. What did they do for free agency? Um, AKA, were they just napping the whole time? Did they even try? Yeah, I don't think that they actually plugged in their phone to make calls. And, oh, no. and that's kind of what happened. Uh, obviously, you know, they lost some big-time names. Uh, Alan Lazard uh, to the New York Jets. Shocking. Uh, Dean Lowry, uh, who is just a, you know, athletic meat sauce lookalike. Uh, he went to Minnesota, per usual. Uh, the, the old wash-up, backup backups. Washed up, huh? Well, he's he is older. Um, he was always been a depth guy more than anything. And then we lost uh, Big Bob Tunyon to Chicago. So I mean, it's it's kind of weird seeing two players go to the division. Uh, but then again, it's like well, whatever. I mean, in theory, those are the. I mean, that happens a lot. Like those are the teams that yeah. know you most, right? Like they see you twice a year. They're always watching. You know, not always watching your film, but they're more exposed to it than the average scout or the average whatever. So it it is weird, but at the same time, it does happen a lot. 
Uh, remember when Jared Allen was wearing a Bears jersey for a year? Wasn't that weird? Or am I misremembering? I don't remember. Maybe that was just a thing I did in Madden. Honestly, I have no clue. But we'll move on. Um, yeah, so the Packers, um, I don't know. We can talk about it as well. The Rodgers trade just went through. How do you feel about that? It's technically free agency, I guess. The draft hasn't happened yet. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, you know, it was one of those things where the writing was on the wall, similar to what the Devontae Adams moved last year. Um, not necessarily, you know, it sucks to see not – not a guy in his prime, but a, a player who's given so much to the Green Bay organization. Sucks to see him leave. Um, at the same time, I do feel like the return was pretty solid. Um, moving up two spots in this draft um, doesn't seem like a big deal, but we jumped ahead of New England, who has very similar needs as uh, Green Bay at this time. So like an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, both of those are being talked as uh, potential picks. Uh, both of them would be to spite Aaron Rodgers uh, because the Jets Obviously. are uh, trashy O-lines, so they need an offensive lineman. So drafting one from Green Bay, uh, Green Bay taking one off the board would be just kind of like a <laughs> uh, and then taking a wide receiver with the uh, first pick in the draft that he, or with their first round pick in a draft that he's gone after 16 consecutive years of no first round skill position players um, aside from Jordan Love that would be kind of funny um, I think it was a, I think the deal worked out well for both sides and the incentive or not the incentive piece but the 65 percent compensation uh if he plays turns into a first next year obviously you know if he plays 65 percent of the games they're hoping to be a playoff team if not then hell yeah brother right yeah i think the trade does seem more fair than i think a lot of people like you know i think i think pat talked about it today or yesterday he was like both sides seem to think that they fleece the other team so that's kind of how you know like both fan bases approve everyone kind of thinks it was a win-win all around so you know the the best player quote-unquote goes to the jets and then the packers essentially get a first swap go up two spots and then pretty much get a first next year we're all assuming it's a first next year so and and the second this year right and from a personal standpoint i thought i definitely think the packers got more than they would have and so you know i think of the jets position they're kind of willing to pay whatever you know like the fuck them picks approach um but i i do i do want to give the packers some credit they definitely got more than i thought they would i think them getting anything for rogers would have been a win and so seeing the haul they got i'm like dang all right packers i i respect that for sure i don't like saying that out loud you'll never hear me say it again but i was surprised to see um how fair it ended up being versus just like the because I thought the Jets had all the leverage, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that... <coughs> yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of talk about... Well, both Reddit subreddits are just absolute toxicity about leverage. Correct. I got so sick of seeing the memes um, because neither team had the upper hand in leverage because one of two things would happen. Rodgers doesn't play or Rodgers plays for the Jets. And the Green Bay... You know... So it's like, okay, Green Bay, the Jets needed a quarterback, so their leverage is literally just, okay, we could either trot Mike White or Zach Wilson out there again, or we could give up some picks to get a guy who wants to play for us instead of watching him sit and do nothing. So it's just like, uh, okay, neither team had leverage. I don't think that there was really anything that would have worked out to, to fleece the other side unless Rodgers pulled the whole retire for a year come back. But even then, he'd have his contract under Green Bay. I'm more happy that the the cap hit is gone the next two after this year. That was kind of a shock that the money worked out that way. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I know we've already put a lot of Packers talk in there, but I just feel like there's a lot to cover. So like just one more thing and I can move on to talk about the Vikes, but like it is now the Jordan Love era. How do we feel as a Packers fan? Just quick, like, how do we feel? Do we think that it's finally Gutekunst and LaFleur are finally getting to implement their full vision? Do we feel like maybe Rodgers was propping them up? Like realistically, um, I know you're going to say like, oh, we've got our third back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame QB. If you could try and like pull that back for a second and just be ultra raw and vulnerable and realistic, what do you generally feel as a Packers fan? Like, what do you think? Well, I think we've got our uh, third back-to-back. I'm just kidding. Shut um, the fuck up. <laughs> Um, honestly, it's, it's kind of hopeful. Op- it's like cautiously optimistic, I guess. Um, obviously, the year he was drafted, you hear all the cam- things coming out of camp that he couldn't hit the ground if he aimed at it. Um, he you know, had some accuracy issues, and then the year after that kind of developed into his own. Um, the whole draft and sit behind the starter for three years is not, um, not something that's done too often, um, if at all. Um, the last, you know, and then there are some comparisons of Mahomes sitting for a year behind Alex Smith and then playing and then showing signs that he, he it kind of clicked at the end of his uh, rookie season. Um, and that's why he got that week 16 or 17 start, whatever it was. Um, there were some talks of that. That's not, I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that. Uh, but there were talks about him having it clicked. Roger said he developed quite well. Um, I do think that when he went in for the against the Eagles and showed some sort of you know ability to drive down the field, even if it was more of a garbage time look, um, it's still some ability to drive down the field. Um, so cautiously optimistic, 19 wins with a Super Bowl. That sounds pretty nice. I mean, don't you need no. at least um, one I'd more say, win, I think, in that equation? Well, 18-1 in the regular season. He'd lose. He'd lose week one, and then he'd turn to his team and, like the janitor, with his broom, say, "Never again." <laughs> gotcha. Okay. No. Um. I, honestly, it, I mean, looking back, when Rodgers took over from Favre, his first year as a starter, he went six and ten. So it's not like um, Rodgers came out the gate hot. Um. And so it's just he needs to get some development as far as starting with game situations and things like that. So I mean, if he comes out and it's a five hundred team, that's I think that's a win for for his first year as a starter. All right, hell yeah! I think that's I think that's a very fair and reasonable take. And I hope uh, I hope a lot of the Skull Nation that listens to this podcast almost exclusively appreciates your level headedness there. Um, I will move on to talk about the Vikings. I didn't have a lot of notes here. Like the Vikings have been pretty much cap crunched for a while, and I know a lot of people when we hired when we got rid of the Zimmer and Spielman, we hired the Camcock. A lot of people were expecting, or not, I shouldn't say expecting, but a lot of people were hoping for a full teardown and rebuild. Whereas Quasey has come in, like he's you know more analytically driven than maybe Spielman was. Although I would say Quasey is more of the same than something completely new. And I like Spielman, so that doesn't bother me. Um, but you know, it's definitely we're certainly not in any sort of teardown mode we're push we're doing the void years we're pushing contracts down the road we did cut some veterans like adam thielen eric hendricks um p2 you know he wasn't a longtime vikings veteran but he was he's on the team for the past two years so certainly some turnover is happening as we kind of expected dalvin cook seems like he's been gonna be gone i want dalvin cook to stay badly i think dalvin cook is a game changer i think you can attribute at least three of the wins couldn't have happened last year without dalvin cook um which puts us to 10 and 7 versus versus 13 and four but um yeah definitely things are changing but are they changing dramatically significantly i don't know 
I don't know about all that. And so, I don't know. I'm sure you have some. I think we signed like Davenport and some cornerback from the Cardinals. Um, but we don't have a lot of cap space, and we only have five draft picks. And so, you know, there's been some talk circulating that I think is absolutely complete BS, but there has been speculation the Vikings are going to try and trade all the way up on the draft if they can. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's realistic at all. It's, I mean, it's possible. I always think it's cool to take a big swing. I don't think we're going to do that. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Kwesi is going to be more of the old guard, which I know a lot of Vikings fans will be upset with. Um, but uh, I think he's trying to do the best he can to get a team on the field. The big question will be, is Kurt going to be on the team after next year or after this year, whatever the last year of his contract is, before the voidable years? So I think this will be Kirk's last year based on everything we're seeing so far. But maybe something changes. Um, but yeah, the, the whole talk was supposed to be about free agency. I don't know. We did a couple things. Some old players left. We got some new players, but couldn't do anything overly splashy because of our cap crunch. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Josh. You obviously are surrounded in it all. Do you want to opine on any Vikings things? Because I'm m- much less plugged into the Packers than you would be to the Vikings. But if you would like to talk about the Vikings, you're more than welcome to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd seen a lot of the things that you'd seen. Um, maybe the. Um, I guess I haven't, I I kind of, kind of like last year, I just kind of took a whole break from a lot of different social media or media when it comes to off season football, because it just doesn't make sense at times. Yep. Um, and so now that we're getting closer to the draft, it's, it's the lying season. Um, and so we're, I mean, the Vikings getting up to two, they would have to give up almost all of their assets because the jump from 23 to two is not not a little one and so it i just i guess i don't know what people are thinking i don't know if you'd seen any mocks on that no i think it um, literally just stems from like one tweet you know how like one one person has a tweet and then a lot of people start talking about this one like random tweet from an absolute nobody and then and then people start to justify it by like hey a lot of people are talking about this it's like well you're really just self-fulfilling your own like media narrative here and we all know draft season is like smoke screen season so i don't think there's any genuinity to it but i suppose if you give up enough like you give up your next four first round picks like anything's possible but um i don't think it's realistic at all and i don't think even the wolves would be down for something like that honestly so yeah and you only have four picks this year don't you i think it's five i believe it's five but it could be four i think maybe it was four but we were supposed to get like a compensatory pick which obviously would have been awarded by now but um i really don't know off the top of my head to be honest okay but uh yeah, yeah. all right I'm- so Good. Just yeah, and and then I guess if you guys were to make that jump all the way up and trade for a guy who's afraid of milk, oof. <laughs> don't you put that on us? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I think either I think the most realistic scenario is the Vikings trade back. Otherwise, uh, we're getting mocked Hendon Hooker a lot, which I wouldn't hate if we just sit back. I think we could probably trade back and still take Hendon Hooker. Um, with all the smoke Hendon Hooker's getting, I don't know. We'll talk about the draft in a minute, actually, but um, I think we could probably trade back if we can stay in the first and still get Hendon, but otherwise, I think the Vikings trade back no matter what. Um, new coaches in the NFL, Sean Payton headlines the new class. I think last year or two years ago, it was like 13 brand new head coaches. This year, it's only five. Sean Payton's certainly the biggest name. 
He's back. D'Amico Ryans, who I know was a, is a really hot up-and-coming candidate. He, won't, he went to Houston, so he's got a challenge ahead of him there. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator from the Eagles, is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see what he can do, and if they get a quarterback they can groom, or if they take a year off and then aim for someone big next year. John Gannon, the defensive coordinator of the Super Bowl loser Eagles, he is now in Arizona, replacing Cliff Kingsbury. And the retread Frank Reich, who had gotten fired from Indy just last year, is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, and they have the number one pick, so they get their pick of the litter. Well, we'll see what they do, and we'll talk about the draft in just a moment. But, Josh, any any personal thoughts on the coaches themselves before we move on? Uh, no, I just I just really wish I was a fly in the wall when Sean Payton walks in and goes, Russ, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Think he'll say it just like that? Probably. No, I've, I actually, so I know that, Sean Payton is a very sour, sour name for most Minnesotans uh, because he was a Saints head coach for a long time. People um, got to move on, man. Fucking bunch of babies. And, but I agree, you're right. And, I, I mean, yeah, people just for uh, he's not a bad person. He's got a great live movie based on him on Netflix. Um, he is funny to listen to, and I guess his shoe game's just phenomenal. That's all that matters, really. Mm-hmm. all right we will move on then josh to the kind of the meat and potatoes um our pre-draft thoughts and then remaining off-season outlook i don't know that's kind of a kind of a mouthful but starting with our pre-draft thoughts we're even, even gonna give that a grain of salt josh um i don't know if you have it pulled up i put a link there i assume that's the right doc from last year i guess i didn't look at it too hard but before we talk about what we expect and we mock out the first round here um how did we do last year did we do good there are draft predictions and our draft grades all the things that that bullet point is referring to um i'll let you take that away or at least to initiate and i'll follow your lead i don't know if we did grades or anything um I pulled up that sheet a while ago, and I know that, you know, I've got the first couple right, um, it looks like. I don't remember how the draft necessarily shook out. Um, I definitely had Brees Hall going to the Bills. That was wrong. Um, so you're um, saying is we did real bad. Yeah, I mean, nobody's good at this. I think, like, <laughs> 30%, like, the professionals, like, the experts, Mel Kuyper, stands in front of the mirror for 364 days of the year and then on the 365th he comes out with his hair finally done right and gets 30 percent of them right <laughs> so it's like all right yeah. um yeah i mean the vikings they took a corner didn't they at some point or no they we, traded no, we, back we, with we the traded lines back and, and took, took a safety. safety correct yep um who who exploded on the field um Bro, that was rough he had to stay in london for a while poor guy apparently yeah. he binged like five seasons at naruto or something interesting um yeah the packers had two first round picks i had them taking a wide receiver and a d lineman they did take a d lineman but they also took a linebacker with temper problem um classic i had jameson williams going 26th to the titans he went like 10th overall so eh. oh well you live you love you lose yeah, the biggest experts i think can get the what players will be in the first round pretty good like they could probably get 25 to 27 of like what players will go in the first round but predicting where they're going to go into who and with the as trades is like a variable it's always so complicated um so yeah to get the accurate pick and you know 
yeah, I think that's pretty difficult. So no one's going to be good at it, but we are especially bad, I guess is what the moral of the story is um, to take from us going forward. But nonetheless, we did mock out the first round. You did a more comprehensive job than I did because I'm a lazy piece of shit. But um, yeah, we are bad. Without further ado, though, Josh, um, unless you have any other thoughts, do you just want to get into mocking the first round or do we maybe want to? No, yeah. Do we just want to get into mocking the first round? Do you have anything else you want to chat about real quick? Uh, yeah, no, we can get into it. I guess I don't have any uh, issues with with doing that. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll hop right into it, Josh. The very first pick in the draft, as we alluded to earlier, the Carolina Panthers traded up, gave a King's ransom to the Chicago Bears to trade back to nine. Uh, a lot of people say Carolina Panthers gave up too much for that pick, but if the Carolina Panthers get their starting QB for the next, you know, 10 years, even seven years, who really gives a fuck? Five years would be good at the rate the turnover is these days. Um, so who really cares? But yeah, Carolina Panthers are on the clock. First overall Thursday night, uh, probably 9 p.m. by the time all the bullshit happens. Who are they taking? Um, well, it depends on whether or not they can get the booster seat into the draft, but I oh, believe that no. they will be taking Bryce Young, standing at a whopping five foot four, three and quarters inches. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do. I mean, yeah, size... You look at the quarterbacks that are successful, they're tall. They can see over the offensive line. Um, Bryce Young, not necessarily tall. Probably can't see over most offensive lines. Uh, but from what I understand, he's like a savant when it comes to football knowledge and like just ability to read defenses. So um, they're not. They're saying his size is just kind of like a nah, bra. So him going one, I do think, like I did more of a... Um, position pick and then the player that I think they go with and I do believe that Carolina regardless goes with quarterback they have to for what they traded up with um, and so it's either Bryce Young you know Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud those are the top three picks as far as quarterbacks go um, but yeah which of those top three do you think would be the most surprising probably Anthony Richardson just right. because his uh, his like um his ascension into the top top tier of picks ended up being um, mainly due to his combine ability. Um, so he was, uh, you know, an under an underwear an underwear legend. He's very but, raw. Uh, yeah, but with a lot of athletic ability. Yeah. So it's it's. I, I think that they'd be that would be the biggest surprise there of those three. All right. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I also mocked up as well. Um, but again, I did not put in nearly as much effort as Josh, which I don't know how much Josh put in, but I put in way less than that. But I also have Carolina Panthers taking Bryce Young first overall. Second, Josh, uh, Houston, Tekken, Te Houston Texans. They're a pretty QB-needy team as well. This this pick is theirs. Um, they didn't have to trade for it. They legit got the second uh, pick in the NFL draft because they're that bad. A lot of speculation on what they're going to do. They could go quarterback. They could punt and uh, you know just tank and go quarterback next year i have them taking will anderson i think that's a little more sexy i think either like case keenum or dougie mills or some journeyman comes in for a year and they don't try very hard and they try and get their quarterback next year but um because this this class overall this draft class is like not very good even the quarterbacks are not very good better than last year but that's not saying much but i have them taking will anderson what do you think the houston texans will do um yeah i have them taking another quarterback this is where i think they take Anthony Richardson understanding that their team is in a rebuild for the next few years. So giving him time to start as a rookie and then kind of build on that. Um, I do think that when I did make this pick, I didn't necessarily, you know, put, you say I put more thought into it than you, but to be honest, I probably didn't. I literally typed up Bryce Young yesterday and then the rest of the names in a 10 minute span today. 
Um, so okay. I didn't spend too much time on it. Um, but you know, I do need that. I do know that the Texans need a QB, and I do think that uh, if they don't. I, I mean, my main prediction is that they trade, but I don't. Who likes some mock trades? That's stupid. Um, right. I, I would, I would not be surprised if they traded out of the second. Um, but uh, yeah, I see them going with the QB, and since they know that their team is doo doo pants, uh, they'll likely, um, you know, they could go with somebody who's a little bit more raw to give them time to develop in a system behind a, um, or not behind, but with a veteran that's willing to coach them up. Rock on, moving on to Arizona Cardinals. We'll go quicker as this goes on, but the first couple picks are what everyone cares about most and what will inform the rest of the draft. So if we get these right, we're much more likely to be right in the future. But Arizona Cardinals are third. Kyler Murray might miss the whole year, certainly going to miss some time at least. Uh, some people have speculated they could even go quarterback to hedge their bets. Maybe they try and trade Kyler once he's healthy. Or, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces there. Most people don't have that, but that's probably the sexiest piece there. Arizona Cardinals also a good trade candidate. But, Josh, what do you have the Arizona Cardinals doing here? here since we're not mocking a lot of trades um yeah i have them going will anderson i think that um if um if the houston texans don't take will anderson um nobody leapfrogs them to get him i do think that uh he's gonna that'd be kind of a no-brainer considering uh, jj watt's gone um they do have kyler murray and then they so they know that with him missing most of the year they're likely gonna get another high pick next year that they could use on a quarterback that's coming out of a better class um so that's gonna be something that i would i, I would think that they're considering um you know because my big brain has known football a long time too um but uh yeah this is where i have them taking will anderson to kind of set the edge all right, I have them taking Tyree Wilson because why not? Defensive guy, they need some defensive help. Uh, that makes it sexy. Indianapolis Colts are on the clock next. Josh, what are they doing and why? Uh, they're taking a quarterback, uh, trying to end that curse of the last four years. Um, and and so the best one available on mine is C.J. Stroud, um, so Ohio State guy. Um, for Brian, if he's still listening, probably not. Um, no. And so uh, C.J. Stroud is kind of – um, who I think that they'd go with. I wouldn't be surprised if they went with the Derby White, Will Levis as well, but um, I think that CJ has, um, there's been a smear campaign going around for the last few days, and I think it's because uh, one of the teams early on want to, want to take him. Right, they want him to not be, you know, within the first three. They want him to fall just a bit to get the Colts. I think that makes a lot of sense. I also have C.J. Stroud going. The only interesting part is that C.J. Stroud is your third quarterback off the board, whereas he's only my second. And so I have, you know, quarterback, defense, defense, quarterback. Um, so we'll see how the NFL draft falls out. But we both agree that C.J. Stroud is a stud, and the Colts are likely to take him if he's there. Josh, Seattle Seahawks next. What are we doing? Uh, this is offensive line. They're going to go up. Paris Johnson Jr. Um, so they're going to shore up that offensive line for the quarterback of the future, Geno Smith. All right, I have them taking Devon Witherspoon. Um, you know, they don't necessarily need him, but um, when you can take a generational, a potential generational talent, maybe recreate another Legion of Boom, I think they just might. Josh, number six, the Detroit Lions got, or Seattle Seahawks had the pick from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade. Number six is the Detroit Lions. They got this pick from the Rams. The Rams never expected this pick to be as high as number six for the Lions, but it is. Who are the Lions taking? Uh, I have them going with uh, somebody, uh, Joey Potter. Porter Jr., cornerback, uh, um, somebody that's going to help out their defense a little bit. Uh, they, their defense last year was struggling. Uh, they do need a, a D-back, so they might move somebody who's playing corner over to uh, safety or some or Joey Porter, Porter Jr. might play safety some. Uh, but you can never have too many quarterback or cornerbacks in the NFL. 
All right, I have Detroit Lions taking Jalen Carter, easily the best defensive tackle in the draft class. Moving on to Las Vegas, the Vegas Raiders. Who are they taking, Josh? Uh, cornerback Christian Gonzalez, uh, just because on my uh, sheet that I looked at, he was the next best available for cornerbacks. All right, I have the Vegas Raiders being a little sexy. I have them taking Will Levis, my third quarterback off. He's going to sit behind Jimmy Garopp and learn, but it seems like McDaniels would be a kind of guy who would like a Will Levis-type player. Um, so I think uh, they might just, you know, re- or not, probably reach a bit realistically. They could probably trade back and get Will Levis later, but I think they'll take a quarterback to groom because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a long, long-term answer. Moving on to pick number eight, Josh. Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Who are they taking? Uh, they're going to take Tyree Wilson, uh, second best edge rusher in the draft. Uh, fell down to them. They have a need. I have them taking Christian Gonzalez, you, the guy you had Vegas, the Vegas Raiders taking, because they also need cornerback help. Josh, moving on to the Chicago Bears, number nine. They got this pick from Carolina. They have decided that Justin Fields is the QB of at least the immediate future. Who are they taking? Offensive lineman Peter Skaronski. I have them taking the best tackle in the class, Paris Johnson. Josh. The Philadelphia Eagles got this pick from the New Orleans Saints, number 10. Who are they taking? Well, I think that they have a um, litany of um, running backs, even though they're, the sexy pick for them would be Bajan, please some fantasy owners. Uh, Jalen Carter is who I have, one of the better defensive linemen in this draft. I think that's a very sensible pick, but I went sexy, Josh, because this is a podcast and I like to be exciting. The Eagles could definitely trade back from 10 and still get Bijan, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles being confident in their choices. We need running backs to uh, climb up the boards again and not just be second-day people. Um, I have Bijan Robinson going 10th overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 11 is the Tennessee Titans, Josh. What do they need and who are they taking? Uh, they're going to take a wide receiver, Jackson Smith and JSN, uh, because uh, Green Bay wants him just like Green Bay wanted uh, Traylon Burks last year and decided to pass up on him. And so, therefore, Tennessee Titans will take a wide receiver again, even though they suck. I have the Titans taking Peter Skronsky, the guy you had going a little bit earlier to uh, Chicago Bears, because they also pretty badly need some online help, so that's who I got. Josh, here we go. Oh, never mind. The Houston Texans are number 12. Um, they got this pick from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade. Who are they taking? Uh, they're going to take an edge, Lucas Van Ness, um, Iowa guy. So, you know, he, he brings us a lunch pail. Um, and, uh, yeah, so their defense was pretty stout. I think that they're going to get him. I have at number 12, I have the Houston Texans taking Anthony Richardson. I do foresee a bit of an Anthony Anthony Richardson fall. I think his draft stock rose too high to the public's perception during that uh, the underwear Olympics. I think realistically he's not going to go top 10 in the NFL draft. I think he could fall even further. But I thought it was cool that you, both of you and I have the Houston Texans taking Anthony Richardson. But I, in my draft, they have you know they can get him at 12, a nice little discount. And they can add Will Anderson as well. So I have Anthony Richardson going 12th overall to the Texans. Josh, here we go. You're not hometown team, but the you know the the fandom you choose, the Green Bay Packers, newly pick acquired from the Jets. Who are they taking and why? And well, they feel need free to safety. be a little longer if you'd like, because you know it's, they it's need a safety, team. a tight end, and a wide receiver. Um, and so it's clear that they're going to go with an edge rusher in that situation. Um, Nolan Smith, I believe, out of Georgia, um, he is going to join his two former teammates from the first round last year, who the Green Bay Packers taken took. And so the Green Bay is well on their way to becoming the Green Bay Bulldogs. Um, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I've heard a couple other things. That made you know. I think that you know it's very possible that they trade up 
to 10 as well. So they'd use a 13 and a couple other assets to move up to 10. Uh, so then they can leapfrog two wide receiver needy teams to get JSN. That would be no a chance. big splashy move, but that's never going to happen. Um, so I wouldn't be upset with Nolan Smith because Rashawn Gary is our edge rush. He's out. He might miss most of next season, if not all of it, because he tore his ACL late in the season. Um, and so they need somebody to fill that role um, immediately unless they want to give up 40 points a game. All right, I agree with you that the Packers are going to take someone they don't need because the Packers, if anything, have proven themselves in the recent years to just take picks. You know, at least if nothing else, you question in the moment. You're just like, why are the Packers doing this? They have all these other needs that seem to make sense. Like, why are the Packers doing what they're doing? The Packers very clearly march to the beat of their own drum. So I have them taking Lucas Van Ness, Ed Roger, out of Iowa. Josh, New England Patriots. Some some people are saying Billy B is dead. I will never say that. But they're on the clock at 14. Um, who are they taking? Um, I went with, I actually scrolled down a little bit to find this name, but Broderick, uh, Broderick Jones, offensive line. They need offensive line help, and it, that name just kind of screams Billy B. I agree with you, actually. A couple, uh, couple of the places where we agree, I think Broderick Jones makes a lot of sense for the Patriots, and so I also have the Patriots taking Broderick Jones at 14 overall. Moving to 15 overall, the Jets just moved back two spots in order to acquire four-time MVP and Rogers, um, what are the Jets doing with their, you know, two slots back, Josh? Uh, they're going to take Brian Branch safety. Um, I do think that um, it's funny that I do think. Oh God, it would be so perfect if Green Bay drafts um, a wide receiver with the pick thirteen, and then Aaron Rodgers' new team drafts defense, just like he's dealt with every just other fuck year. you buddy but they don't need skill positions because that skill set is pretty solid. Uh, but yeah, Brian Branch safety help up help that defense out even more. I, I, I just want to give one quick shout out. They don't really need it because no one, whoever matters will hear this, but I do want to shout out the Jets have been doing really well in the drafts recently. Um, so I think whoever they pick, like they're going to be a really sneaky good pick. Um, I have them taking Darnell Wright just because I had to make them take a player. I've, I honestly think that the Jets are a sneaky trade-back candidate because like I think a lot of the good O-line and D-tackle candidates are gone by then, and safeties almost never go that high unless it's like a real, real generational talent. I don't know that I've heard that about Brian Branch. Um, so I think the Jets are actually a sneaky further trade-back candidate and acquire some more draft capital either for this year or next year. But um, we're not mocking trade, so I have them taking Darnell Wright. Josh, moving on to the commies. Number 16 overall pick, Washington commanders what are they doing Devin witherspoon who you had going five well, i think that he's gonna he's gonna end up there based on need all right well i have the person um that you had going over six i have them taking joey porter jr um i have the so we both have them taking a quarterback we just disagree on who will be coveted more in this draft class by who um but they're both really good corners and they're going to teams that need them so it makes sense 17th overall eric shout out latvia go crazy pittsburgh steelers are on the clock last year i know i had mocked them trading back um which they didn't they sat pat and they took Kenny Pickett, that was last year, right? Um, what are they doing this year, Josh? Um, I had them letting the clock run out and forfeiting their pick. Um, Classic. But since we're doing a mock and we're not that dumb, I had them taking cornerback Deontay Banks. Easy with the wee, pal. I am definitely that dumb. I have them taking Emmanuel Forbes. Josh, moving on to pick 18. Detroit Lions are on the clock yet again. Um, you know, all this reaping from the Matthew Stafford trade. Um, they had their pick earlier from that trade and now their own pick. Um, what do you think the Lions are doing? Uh, they're going to stick to the big, scary, white tight end that they've uh, made known in the league, and they're going to draft Michael Meyer. Um, and so, yeah, tight end. 
Yeah, I followed your inspiration there. I saw that pick out of you, and I was like, I really like that. Um, they're going tight end. They have to replace, or at least attempt to replace TJ Hawkinson. Some people are questioning if, you know, if a quarterback falls to this pick, that the Lions could go with uh, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson if either of the top four tend to slide a bit. Um, so that'd be interesting to see if that were to happen. I know I speculate Anthony Richardson could fall, so maybe he could go here. Not that they need it, but I have them taking Dalton Kincaid, just a different tight end out of Utah. Um, that's why I have the Lions taking. Josh, number 19 overall, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What are they doing? Offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Sounds like a trailer park boys. Awesome name, honestly. Um, maybe the best name we've seen so far. I have them taking the safety you had going earlier, Brian Branch. 20 is the Seahawks, Josh. Their second first-round pick as well. What are the Seahawks doing? Um, I have them uh, helping out in the skill position, going with Zay Flowers, wide receiver. I have them going with JSN, my first wide receiver off the board. For whatever reason, I feel like... Um, yeah, I don't know. That's not going to be as highly valued this year. Some teams might trade back. Um, also, with that, some teams might trade forward because JSN is the kind of universal top prospect, um, unless you're the Raiders who just love speed, a.k.a. Henry Ruggs. But, um, yeah, I have them taking JSN. Josh, the Chargers, my are, are at least my second team, your second or third team, the L.A. Chargers, who have really, really in, adopted the all-in concept. This year is really a, a do-or-die for them. What are they doing with their 21st pick? Uh, they're going to get a skilled position, wide receiver Jordan Addison. Uh, they need to um, get somebody who's going to contribute immediately, but then also have the longevity of once um, Keenan is gone. I feel it. I don't. I don't. I didn't like them going wide receiver. I still think that um, Joshua Palmer looks good and Michael um, Michael Williams, right? That's his name, Mike Williams, and uh, and Keenan Allen. I think. I think they're set. Um, but I understand them thinking about the future. But I have them taking Nolan Smith instead. Twenty-two is the Ravens. Josh um, Lamar Jackson situation remains tenuous. Maybe if Anthony Richardson continued to slide, um, he goes here, or maybe Lamar Jackson gets traded on draft day. But it seems most likely he'll just stay in Baltimore. What do you have them doing here at twenty-two, Josh? I have the third wide receiver in a row coming off the board, Quentin Johnson. Um, nice little just run somebody. Here. Yep, just uh, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Is this is when they start panic picking wide receivers shit we gotta get our guy we gotta get one of them uh, i have them taking deontay banks josh moving on to the vikings um i'll let you go first and then i'll opine a bit i'll take a little bit longer but you know we need do need to get out of here uh, minnesota vikings what are they doing um i had them taking the milkman will levis um just because if that's who they're mocking to trade up for um then go ahead take them um at this point um, if he's still there, but, um, I do think that realistically they'll trade back. Um, but yeah, will Levis give him some opportunity to develop behind, uh, um, the other milkman of whiteness, Kirk Cousins. Dude, uh, I think that makes, I think what you're saying makes sense. If Will Levis makes it this far, maybe even if Will Levis, you know, slides a bit, we maybe trade up to like, you know, 16, 20, whatever, um, to try and get him, depending on how much capital we want to expend. But I, I'm okay with Hendon Hooker here. I have them technically taking Miles Murphy in the mock we did. Um, but I think the most realistic scenario is we trade back. I think if we traded back to like, 26 through 29 we could still get Hendon Hooker and just pick up you know maybe like a third round pick or something just to go back a few spots but um I have us taking Miles Murphy and that was actually the last mock pick I made so I'll just very quickly rapid fire you to end the round here Josh because I don't want to have anything to say Jacksonville Jaguars 24 go offensive lineman Darnell right 25 New York Giants cornerback Cam Smith 26 Cabus 
Defensive lineman, Brian Brissee. 27, Beals. Linebacker, Jack Campbell. Just sounds like a Bills name. 28, Bengals. Running back, Bajan Robinson. Uh, 29, Saints through, um, from San Fran through Miami. <laughs> uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end. All right, 30, the Super Bowl loser, Eagles. Uh, running back, Jameer Gibbs. And then 31, the last pick of the first round because the Miami Dolphins were stupid and got their pick taken away for potential collusion. Chiefs are taken. Edge rusher, Miles Murphy. And that ends the first round, everybody. How B-E-A beautiful. Um, I got to go back to our sheet now. Will the Vikings straight up and back for QB? Okay, we're moving on, and we'll be more quick here because I know we were quick last year, and I know neither of us want to give away our grand plans here because you and I have a draft on Sunday, actually. Um, and then other people we play Dynasty with will be hearing as well. But um, I have Dyn- SOP on Sunday. Well, is it at noon? It sounds like it's going to be at 8 p.m., so I think you're it fine. Is. <coughs> I don't know, Josh. You can do whatever you want. Um, Dynasty draft. So I, I again have the one-on-one pick, and it definitely it seems like Bijan is the slam dunk or top pick in a non-superflex league. So that's obviously going to be my pick for the one-on-one is Bijan, and I'm going to see if I can trade up with uh, I forget who's next to me, Jesse, Brian, whoever. I'll see if I can trade up. I've got five picks in the first round or six picks in the first eleven or first twelve, whatever it ends up being. I'm going to see if I can trade up and just take some top top talent versus you know I'm not going to say no to six rookies, but I feel like the draft class is a little top-heavy, and so I want the best the best if I can. We'll see. Um, but is there anyone from a fantasy perspective that has really jumped out to you, Josh? I'm sure you've looked into it really deeply. Uh, nope. I usually just wait till day of and then maybe take a couple of minutes beforehand. And Do a quick go Google. There. Be like, who is playing where? Yep. Basic, yep. I like to know who the footballs is. All right. Um... Okay. I mean, I think one of the most interesting players this year is Anthony Richardson because he is, he is like, he, a lot of people are saying he has the highest ceiling for a quarterback. I think the most safe quarterback in this class from a fantasy perspective is CJ Stroud. Um, but again, after what we saw, the athletic ability out of Anthony Richardson, it'll be interesting to see like which quarterback goes first in fantasy, especially in Superflex. Are people willing to take that risk and maybe, you know, maybe have to sit Anthony Richardson for a year, depending on where he, what team he gets drafted to? Um, but certainly, I think most people would agree he has the most potential long-term in fantasy. But uh, they said pretty much the same thing about Trey Lance, and that has not worked out at all so far. He's been sitting on my taxi squad for a couple years. Um, so I just think that is interesting in the quarterback realm. And then, as we've seen with the wide receivers, it definitely draft capital and what team drafts them matters. Like, as an example, this isn't a quarterback, or this isn't a wide receiver, this is a running back. But when CEH got drafted the Chiefs, he shot up everyone's draft board, and there's an overreaction but if chiefs take a receiver tight end they're automatically going to shoot up everyone's draft board um, so that'll be interesting to see and also there's like six or seven really good tight ends coming out of this draft so are tight ends about to be fantasy relevant again who knows um, but is anyone that much significantly better than the other probably not so that i think that'll be interesting to shake out but since a lot of people probably haven't looked into the dynasty rookies just yet we will leave it there um, I one last thing, just sleepers. It'll be fun to see where um, 
I, Mo Ibrahim goes because um, I believe he declared for the draft. I believe he's draft eligible. So we'll see if uh, a Golden Gopher goes anywhere significant or if he's realistically just um, a backup for the rest of his days. Moving on, Josh, we have a segment here that we just kind of held over, um, but we have it in the note sheet. So I just like Ron Burgundy, I'm uh, I'm obligated to read about it to read it. Um, we uh, sometimes we workshop some ideas for the upcoming season, and um, <laughs> did he just erase it? Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, do you want do you want to talk in here a little bit or no? Yeah, so we can revisit some vaulted ideas. We did the stud duds. Obviously, we won't make decisions today. We're trying to fly through this to get out of here in an hour, and that's five minutes away. Um, stud dud. Um, that was one of the things we've done in the past. Um, the pickums with the lock and the upsets. Um, and then also my effort. I feel like last year I kind of overdid the effort and maybe um, ease up a bit on it this year. You're going to need to walk um, it back, pal. You had, you had yeah. some fans uh, alarmed. Yeah, yeah, no. So um, I did get some wellness checks to see if I was doing a little too well. Um, <laughs> Dynasty League ideas, maybe within the next five years. That's a long time. I might be dead by then. Um, one is a champion-esque league, uh, Super League, Super Flex, slow draft, starting with the NFL draft of all, of all the things. Brings a new vision after years of learning how to actually play Dynasty. Um, one would be a best ball. Cheaper because it's hard to get people to care, but sounds really fun. Sounds like 50% of both of our leagues that we were combining. Um, and then would want the Hidden Oaks League, maybe Al's League, to end and then combine the best of the two for the bigger league and let more casuals play the best ball dynasty. Less hands-on in the season, same team building, investment otherwise. Yeah, those are those were obviously my ideas, but Josh just read through them. Um, just to go back to the original ones, like we want to, last year we really, I mean, I guess I don't know if it was a conscious effort for you. It was 100% a conscious effort for me. I really pulled back on all the, most of the requests for fan interaction because I feel like we had just asked so much for so long. Maybe we had burnt some people out or maybe just the ideas we had for fan interactions were stale. And so next year, we're going to try and ramp up the fan interaction again, but try and be smart about it and keep it football related. Like we love the fave, you know, though that those who will not be named. Um I think that was a good segment, but it just got so far away from sports, it almost felt like we were doing two different things or you know two different podcasts at times. Um, so we'll have to just see how we can best target fan interaction while keeping the football base, because that's what you and I started. That's what you and I love. Um, but then also, I do have these new ideas for these new Dynasty Leagues, and I don't think I would want to start more Dynasty Leagues until you know maybe someone wins our league and maybe Al's Empire League ends again, because I, you know, I think they're both leagues, and I don't want to speak for Al, but uh, at least the way I see it, I think both leagues have like a mix of casuals and more serious content and i think you could make like a champions you know or a, a super dynasty league that would be super fun and then i've also always wanted to try that dynasty best ball um and like we, when we started our dynasty leagues josh we had no idea what we were doing we literally just threw it together one year and now we've been playing fantasy for what is it six seven years whatever it is we actually kind of know what we're doing um and so, but you can't really just change a bunch of rules mid dynasty because that's not fair to the people who are trying to win in two years in a row so um, I have some ideas for the right. future, but I don't want to force them on people. Um, Eric's feels attacked. Or, I mean, I mean, we've done it too. Like we went from you know regular PPR to tiered PPR. I know Connor had something to say about that. And that was fairly so. Like we have changed some some rules for sure. Um, but uh, Eric's league is also not an empire league where you have to win the pot back to back, or you have to win back to back years to get the big pot. Eric's league is just a straight That's dynasty. True. So, um, but no, those are some ideas I have for the grand future. 
Um, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe if I, I'll try and coordinate with Alan, just see if either of the leagues end in a year or two. Maybe we just pay people out um, to try and start a, a super league and then a best ball dynasty league. But those th- ideas sound fun to me, but I don't really have any concrete ideas for the show. Uh, Josh, I know you want to get out of here in time, so just moving on to the outro. Um, I think we did it two years ago, but we didn't do it last year. Do we feel like we want to do an immediate draft reactions pod, even though it'll be all BS? Do we want to just come back and have a shorter, like... 20 it will never be 20 minutes that's a lie but maybe a 30 minute pod just with you and i reacting to the draft maybe focusing on the packers and the viking stuff which i know doesn't appeal to brian but will appeal to like the al's and the jacks the world and the walters um do we want to do an immediate immediate post draft pod reaction or do we want to just wait and do uh do another pod in may um i think we could do a pod in may just kind of let the dust settle well i mean i guess everybody's I should- need your everybody's knee-jerk reaction is going to be, you know, oh, that I, sucks, or that's... I guess either way, it'll be in May, to be clear. I, I probably wasn't clear about that, because, like, the draft is this weekend, so it'll be in May regardless. But just a matter of, do we want to be, like, next Tuesday, do we want to have a pod, or do we want to wait until later in May? Because if, if the goal is to do that monthly, it's just I was trying to gauge how quickly you want to react. Yeah, we can give it, like, a week to settle. All right, that will work for me potentially, although I might be mid-move at that point, but we'll figure it out. It's not a big deal, um, but I was just curious what you thought. Any other thoughts you want to leave with the folks before we head out here? Um, the goal is to be, again, just for the fans, we, we want to have at least a monthly pod again until August once we ramp up the preseason stuff. Um, so we'll, we, we, we want to keep the cobwebs off and just do at least one a month so we can remember what we're doing here because we're obviously rusty right now because we've been out for you know three, four months. So, uh, But anything else you want to say to the fans out there, Josh, before we head out? Uh, don't boil your vegetables. Don't what is there can you like explain that a little bit? Uh, no, I just don't know. I just feel like it's an unnecessary unnecessary thing to do. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, we appreciate you so much for listening. Again, we would love if you could hop into the Discord. We would also love if you can um, leave us voicemails either at anchor.fm slash hoodpod or you can start sending them to me on Discord directly as I understand it. So just add me as a friend on Discord and you can send me voicemails that way, but something for us to explore in the future. But otherwise, we thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear what your draft thoughts about what you think or your thoughts on our thoughts are in the Discord. And um, I am hope we're chatting along with each other on Thursday night and over the weekend. We love you, everybody. Uh, Goodbye. Come on, song, play. There we go. Bye, friends. Go pack.